millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. It's the big match preview here on the Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here live from the Valley as we get ready to look ahead to Saturday's game. All the way up at Bloomfield Road in Blackpool is uh, back from his holidays, Mr. Tom Wally. You've got a lovely tan there, Tom. Thank you. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. We don't know. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, right, and uh, <laughs> joining the uh, the pair of us is, uh, is Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nate? Living the dream, mate. Seen all these white bits already. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Shouldn't have been looking, really, should you? I wonder why you followed him that, in there. That, 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 that gif earller creeps right even part as well, <laughs> Scared it? me right out. <laughs> uh, right, on tonight's show, and just before we get going, a warning. Uh, I only found this out about 10 minutes ago myself. Apparently, the power to Valley Central uh, here at the Valley where we record the show, it may or may not be being taken away at some point. So possibly we're going to get a half an hour warning that the electricity is going to go off. Possibly it's just going to go off at some point. Or possibly we'll get a full hour out of the show and, and no one will notice any difference. So just be aware that if at some point we will just stop talking, uh, unless there's been an attack on us, uh, it is more likely the electricity has been taken down. Uh, and that'll be why. But we'll try and uh, squeeze in as much as we can to however long uh, this evening's show. Because there's plenty to talk about on tonight's show. We are, of course, uh, uh, still within the transfer window. There's an incoming signing uh, that we heard about during the week on loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers is Mikel Zyro or Michael Zyro I think um, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about him there's also potential outgoings we're going to talk about them hearing of course from Carl Robinson throughout the show uh, we're also going to hear it from uh, the club's player liaison officer Tracy Leeburn about an upcoming uh, opportunity for you guys to uh, uh, test your knowledge your general knowledge and Charlton knowledge against uh, former players and the current management team in a uh, specially organised charity quiz so we'll talk about that a bit later on uh, I'm going to have a discussion with you two because you guys weren't here on Sunday about uh, something that I picked up during the game on Saturday. Uh, so you, uh, I'll, I'll test you with that later. And then, of course, like I said, we will look ahead to Saturday's game with Blackpool. But first things first, uh, I think we'll do the incoming first because it's always good to start off with a bit of good news. Uh, we've signed a striker on loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers until the end of the season. Uh, Michael Zyro. Uh, first impressions, having never seen him play, Tom? Yeah, I hadn't even heard of him either. So, um, But from what they've talked about and the way he plays, I think he's going to be a, certainly, I think, a good option alongside Josh. Um, he also sounds like he can probably step in and play in his place, and I think Josh probably deserves a rest. But either way, I think it's it's another option up there, and it's something we've needed since the start of the season. So, So that's good, I think if we listen to the press conference later they talk about the state of the pitch on Saturday so just looking ahead to to this week I don't think we're going to be playing a lot of football on the floor so again given his height that might lend us another option in terms of the, the style that we play as well so it's another body in there um, he seems to have a, a good record for the brief time he's had at Wolves I think he was pretty much one in two um, not so many goals was it at Warsaw he was at before that but uh, 
yeah, he's obviously been injured for a while. He's raring to get fit. Um, if he can do it here and help get us promoted, then brilliant. Nathan, your sort of your first impressions of the new boy. I mean, obviously you, you look at these goal records and you look. I mean, he suffered a horrible injury at Wolves, so that you know he's coming to us almost as part of his rehabilitation. He's only played a couple of cup games really this season for Wolves in a Wolves team that's almost impossible to get into because they're absolutely flying, of course. Yeah, I mean, in terms of goal record, I, I tend not to try and focus on it too much in recent times of obviously Kermigan's goal record and McLeod and a Jose's record so I won't go too much on it but what he's, you know his stature is big um, he's quick um, and he can play off the on the off the off the right hand side as a, <clears throat> an inside forward so it gives us another option uh, but I still think we're another at least another two away um, but yeah, no, so far so good. I don't know if it'll be too soon for him for Saturday, but yeah, look, it's good. It's, it's a good good pedigree, judging by the social media anyway. Right, well, let's hear what Carl Robinson hopes to see from our new signing. This is Carl Robinson on Michael Zaro. Now you signed Michael Zaro, a striker on loan from Wolves. Will you hand him a debut on Saturday? And uh, what can supporters accept, expect from him? Um, as for the debut, we're not too sure still, yeah. Um... He trained really well on, on Tuesday. He certainly looks in good shape. I'll make that decision tomorrow whether whether I go with him or not. Um, we did speed test on Tuesday. He's he's quick. He's quick. He's over six foot. He's got a power to him. For the big man, he's got a good touch. So he's uh, yeah. He's, I remember playing against him a few times, and he's certainly or watching him a few times. Sorry, and he, he was he was flying when he had it before he had his injury. Um, I think you only have to read social media from what the opposition from the Wolves fans what they think and to show you how good he was at that particular stage. Doesn't mean he won't get back to that level. We're hoping he gets back to that level here. I remember the level he was hitting was in the top, was in the championship. So you'd like to think he can have even more of an influence in League One while he builds his confidence up. Do you think <coughs> playing down the middle or wide? Both. I think both. I think gives us the road said it gives us more flexibility if I want. I've now got another player in the building who can play as a nine, uh, which is important. But equally, we only have probably Mark Marsh who can play off the right. Um, you know, to replay there in the season, not a position that he overly likes. At the starting, we had Ricky on one side and we had uh, Billy and, and then Tariq on the right. Billy not being in now, obviously we brought in, in Steffi to sort of replace that position. Uh, and then we obviously bring in uh, Tariq getting back fit and bringing in Michael allows Tariq to play maybe on that left as well. So but on that side, you've got Carl and Steffi and Tariq in the 10 position you've got Reeves uh, Fosu Michael you can play in that on the right you've got probably Marshy and, uh, and Michael on top you've got like the Carl and Josh and Michael as well I still think we need one more in that little sort of quartet area to, to sort of make it one injury away from a bit of a someone overplaying again but we're in, a, we're in, a, we're in the middle of a just chatty 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 so it's not like we're backlogged with games and that's important. With Michael, Michael coming here, have you got a player who's absolutely champing at the bit yeah, to get is, back yeah. playing again regularly? <laughs> yeah, he is. One of his main objectives, his two objectives, is to try and get Charlton into the next level. Uh, and his next one is for him to go to the World Cup in Russia. Um, it just shows you, you having a player who, 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 whose job is to assist someone like Lewandowski, which, is, which shows the quality of the, the players. You've seen how highly in the rankings Poland are. Um, they're very well organised and, and a very aggressive team in how they play. And, and a lot of the Polish players that come across, they've got a tremendous work ethic. Um, a really steely determination mentally as well to achieve 
So I like that. I like the fact that his background is very strong. He's obviously playing for the Liga Warsaw. It's obviously another massive club in Poland. Um, so he's had experiences of playing in front of crowds that expect you to perform. And that's important when you're trying to sign players to Charlton because there's an expectance from our fans as well. Um, it's not like you bring them from a football club where they're sort of the king and everything's pretty. This player's had to fight to achieve things and he's had to be accepted at all the clubs he's played at. Um, and there should be no different. The demand on him here will be equally the same. Very good to hear there from Carl Robinson telling us uh, what we can expect uh, from Michael Zyro, the uh, 25-year-old Polish striker that we've signed on loan from Wolves for the rest of the season. Like we said, he, he suffered a really nasty injury quite early on uh, in his in his spell at Wolves. He'd already, he'd scored, he'd already scored a handful of goals in, in his first few appearances for Wolves before he suffered that injury. And obviously, like I say, this is all part of his uh, rehab, basically. You go out on loan and try and get some fitness uh, together. Interesting there to hear he was asked he was asked in, in what position he playing because he can play on the wing or he can play up top. Um, I mean we, we know that we know the formation that we play the 4-2-3-1 we know it doesn't often get deviated from. It does sometimes when, when we've been chasing games it has happened. I mean do you expect now that now we've got an extra strike all of a sudden we're going to start playing 4-4-2 or do you think Carl's going to stick with his philosophy uh, play, play him instead of Josh or, or maybe Play him on the wing. Yeah, I think that'll it'll play. Uh, it'll stick with his four-two-three-one for now. Um, I would expect him maybe to rotate Josh and, and Michael, depending on, as I say, Josh obviously with his recent goal-scoring drought. Um, and uh, as he says, because he's got that variety in terms of where he can play. You know, we were we were haven't really. Although we've had those bodies in there, we've never really been blessed with the options because the start of the season Marshall was injured and Reeves was unfit. Then Reeves and Marshall came back and Holmes has been sold and Clark's out for the season. So, oh, and Fosu's injury, of course. So, across those kind of three behind McGuinness, we've just had injuries all the time. So, although we've had five or six people in there at some some points in the season, we've never actually been able to rotate due to injuries. So. Mm-hmm. Just having another body in there gives us that option. Um, I think based on the way Steffi and, and Tariq played last weekend, um, I think those two are, are pretty set. Um, Reeves, I know, hasn't hasn't blown us away yet, um, so maybe Zyro could s- slot into that number 10. Um, but the fact that we've got you know Reeves and Marshall and Zyro and Tariq and Steffi and Josh, that's six people for those four places again, and we can fight fight that out. And bearing in mind, we've still got Carlin, who... Okay, hasn't scored hundreds of goals this season, but when he's been called upon, I think he's done very well as well. So we've got a lot of options up there, which going into this back end of the season, we're going to need. I mean, do you think, in, in terms of competition for for Josh McGuinness, that I mean, it's been it's been quite clear all season that we've we, we've needed at least one more striker as a, as a minimum. Do you think this is enough now? Do you think we still do with one more? Or? Um, I, I think I think that's enough in terms of the type of player they are. Um, you've got obviously other player. I mean, you've got the. The little whippets, you know, the Carlins and the Ricos, which I think we'll be happy with. But I think it also gives us another dimension in our play with if you played them both, <coughs> Michael and Josh, together. Yeah, not a 4 4 2, but if with uh, Michael playing on the right hand side, you see it a lot when people come here, is you usually have a, a, a bigger guy uh, sort of pulling off onto our fullbacks and um, as a, like a sort of wider sort of target man and uh, more of a sort of skillful. So there's an option that we could do that um, when we play teams with with smaller fullbacks. But um, be very surprised. In games like Southend bring spring to mind where the pitch is so bad. I don't think Blackpool's very great. You mm-hmm. can you, with, if you play both of them, maybe not two up top, but like I said, just one further out wide because Josh has played out on the left. It get lets you do go more direct where we don't have to play uh, play our usual sort of short passing. 
they've been talking about how um, uh, his two aims are to try and get Charlton promoted and also to try and get into the Poland squad for the World Cup. I mean, just to have that sort of carrot dangling at the end of the season, that's the short. That's got to work as a uh, an incentive for a player. I mean, if it's a player who already knows he's going to be there. Then perhaps it might be it might hold him back a bit. They might be worried about getting a nasty injury or something. But when a player's really got work to get into that squad, then I guess that could you know possibly benefit us if he's trying his best to try and prove himself to get into that national team. Definitely, yeah. Because I mean, if we just look at some of the Arsenal loanies we've had, we've had some brilliant ones and some who seem to come here for a bit of an easy ride. And I think given that he's got that, as you say, at the end of the season, he's got that to aim for. We, I, I'd be very surprised if he was gonna gonna play like that. You know, I think he's gonna come here. He he first of all wants to prove that he's back fit from injury as you say if Wolves do go up he's going to think well can I get back in that squad for next year because there's a chance of being in the Premier League and he's got the World Cup as well so he's got three different things that he's kind of aiming towards and as I say as far as I can see they're only going to work in our benefit um, the only thing I might think is he's obviously going to be a bit nervous about protecting himself for the World Cup but he's just got back from that injury so um, yeah he needs to hit the ground running really and, and we need him to as well because as I say Josh has obviously not scored for a while I mean, again, as like as an option as a winger, do you think that again it could add something a bit different to us? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if we start with it, but um, it, like I said, it's definitely a, if we're chasing a game, it's an option that we don't have because at the moment we've just got really direct, tricky wingers. Um, you know, Steffield cutting on from the left, Tariq cuts in from the left, right. You've got Marshy, who's more of a direct, hugs a touchline sort of player, won't really come in on his left foot and shoot on his left he has tried it which has been very unsuccessful but um, yeah it yeah, just gives us another it gives the defender the defender something else to think about because like I said you could do cross field balls you know if you look at Naby Sar I know he might not be playing but Naby Sars love those cross field balls and um, it just gives us another option so well, I think when we're chasing a game you're looking at our team and you go right who, who have we got on the bench that are going to change a game and you're looking at pace but you've not really got any other physical presence unless you, sh- unless you shove Naby up there which obviously hasn't done and he's finishing he's, he's left to be desired anyway but mm. I think it's a great option um, but I, I think we're, we've got Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com another two two players yeah. so I tweeted out there asking for your opinions on, uh, on, on, what, on what you hope to see from Michael Zyro uh, now that he has joined us on loan for the rest of the season Bally Voice says I'm hoping most of all that he links well with Big Josh more than anything he proves a team player we'll be interested to see how Robbo uses him he, is, uh, he has good height and fast pace so we wait to see how it pans out Steve Gallon deserves credit uh, for a great job in difficult circumstances obviously they're referring to the, the head of recruitment there Steve Gallon I mean 
in terms of the sort of players we, we've picked up this season, I think generally our signings, I mean, a couple that perhaps hit, haven't hit the ground running as quickly as we want, but generally we seem to be signing the sort of player that will fit in quite well to the squad, plays in the way that Carl wants to play, fast, attacking, exciting players. Um, and so that's why I guess I'd say our recruitment this year has actually been pretty good, and that's why having another one uh, added, added to the mix is... is, is something to be excited about definitely yeah I think Ben Reeves is the only one who's as I say not really hit the ground running and he had that long while to get fit enough and I don't you know I think you're right he he slots into the formation we play well he just okay for for one reason or another hasn't clicked yet but that doesn't mean it won't um, Marshall obviously had to come back from that horrific injury um, then has been asked to play a, a more defensive role but even him in the last two or three games has come much more alive attacking uh, I can't remember, was it this Sunday he played on the left instead of the right and seemed to get a lot more sort of being able to cut in on his right foot as well. So, yeah, I, I'd argue, and it's not really a surprise, is it, that Carl's been left to his own devices in terms of who he signs and there's been a marked improvement from the, the players we've had in over the past few seasons. So, um, yeah, Zyro seems to be another one that, as you say, the, the right people in the club have chosen to make that signing. I agree with Nath. I think we still do need one or two more across the squad, but... Like Carl said earlier, because of the amount of loan players we've got, they're going to need to be permanents. And if that's going to happen, it looks like we're relying on the Esri transfer to go through. And even then, we're cutting it fine now because there's not many days left. Mm, uh, Max uh, St. John Brown says he's listening in from France. He's actually feeling quite optimistic for the rest of the season. Says he can't wait for the Zyro hat-trick on, uh, on Saturday. Well, obviously, if he, if he can uh, emulate the great Callum Harriet. Uh, by scoring a hat-trick up at Bloomfield Road. That'd be a, a wonderful start to his career. Uh, Reese says, good aerial presence like Josh had, but more importantly, goals, which Josh didn't. He's fast too, which is good. Only heard positive things from Wolves fans. Sounds a very good player. Apparently, uh, he can also play on the wing, but should only ever be playing up top uh, with our situation. I mean, that is, I mean, you know, it's well documented now that Josh has gone, I think it's 14 games now with, with, without a goal. And that, you know... There's been debates on this show. I'd say over the last few weeks, with with emails and tweets and us in the studio, um, you know, I, I, I still maintain that Josh hasn't become a bad player over these last couple of months. You know, he was banging in goals at the start of the season. He got a reasonable return last season because he had an injury as well. But it's so clear, so so clear that he needs a rest now. And you know, all that hard work up top on himself, and he's, he's still he's, he does still bring things to the team. Like I said, defensively, his link up play isn't too bad. But I mean, he's finishing obviously is way off at the moment and that's why you know just just arrest just get him out of the limelight a little bit surely this this can only help him yeah i think it at least it takes the burden off his shoulders a little bit because like you said he he puts a lot of work uh for the team and it's not like he just stands there on the last shoulder every week and doesn't do any running he brings a lot else to the team but no i i've always said uh, you know josh is a good good player but he's he's not for me going to be that one who's going to you know, he's going to be the finisher of the team. He'll get you goals, no, no doubt about it. And he has done like he started, but he needs. We need to share the load a bit more. And you can tell with our scorers, it's mainly came from our sort of wider, wider players. So, but um, yeah, I, think, I, I, I don't know if he'll get a rest this Saturday. But yeah, it sh- we need to l- release burden off his shoulders a little bit because he's had not only for us, he's played internationals and. He probably does need a couple of weeks off. Mm. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we'll come back, uh, we'll hear once again from Carl Robinson as he explains to us uh, the, the situation with potential outgoings. Clark goes left to Holmes. Holmes now attacking the left-hand edge of the penalty area. Goes past his man, Ricky Holmes, into the box. 
Chips the ball back across, looking for McGinnis, gets his head yeah! And it's the opening goal! Charlton with a superb start to the game, a lovely work from... Welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview here on uh, Maritime Radio. We still haven't been given the warning that the electricity is going to go off in the next few minutes. So hopefully, <laughs> so we're, we're still on air, I think. <laughs> I can still see everyone. So hopefully that's, that's going to be all right. Right. Um, also, of course, with the uh, the transfer window in full flow, uh, we, we're going to have to talk about potential exits. Um, I am hoping to play this clip from Carl Robinson, but it doesn't seem to want to work. So just while we're, I'll try and see if I can get that loaded. Um, you know, the the paper reports on Esri Konsa in particular have been quite interested, uh, quite interesting today because uh, I think the Daily Mail reported uh, today that Esri Konsa is going to stay, and then not less than an hour later, the Summer reporting that um, he's going to go to Brighton for eight million pounds. And obviously, I mean, the the two very conflicting reports there. Um, I mean, eight million pounds sounds. Quite a lot, actually, if I'm being honest, for for Esri, don't you think? Yeah, I um I tweeted earlier that if that's the money, that I know we're probably not going to see much of it, if any of it. But if that takes some of the asking price off, or that helps pay off some of the debt, or whatever it does, so long as it doesn't just disappear, um, yeah, you know, he's clearly a good young player, but eight million seems a uh, yeah, I bite their hand off for it. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to criticise Ezri at all. I think he's a good player, um, and and in that area, we we've obviously got the likes of Pierce injured at the moment. So it would be a blow, but if someone comes with that money, I think take it because, like I say, we could use it elsewhere. It just depends if we're able to. Mm. Uh, right, that clip's definitely not going to work. So we're just going to have to talk about it. Unfortunately, I mean, Cole uh, in the, in the clip does refer to the the fact that no bids have come in yet for. Mm. Esri. I mean, at, at this stage in the window, do you think that's significant? I mean, there's still quite a few days left to go. It's not until I think next Wednesday that the window closes. Yeah, it, it's significant because I think the longer it goes on, the higher the price is because um, the, the shorter amount of time we is to the window and we sell him, the less time we've got someone to come in a replacement, especially with um, if we were to get some sort of permanent transfer in, unless... Um, Unless the guys, you know, have already made agreements in place with clubs and players, if Esri does go, then that will happen more or less straight away through transition. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, the price will go up eight million. I don't think we'll have a lot of that up front. I think a lot of it be sell on, which I think Roland, when he did sell, it, I'd, I'd imagine he'd probably take it like he did with the Batshuayi deal and everything else. But um, yeah, like Tom, I think eight million. He's a good player, but it's a lot of money. Mm. A lot of money, considering isn't it over what double what we got for Gomez? Yeah, I mean, obviously times have moved yeah. on a little bit in terms of how much uh, players tend to go for now. But I mean, realistically, if that eight million pounds comes in, I mean, uh, are we going to see any of it? If four million pounds or five million pounds, which is probably more realistic, if, if any of that comes in, are we going to see any of it? That's the important thing. Yeah, and and as I say, I don't realistically don't think we'll see a lot of it if anything but Carl's made it very clear um, as I say he needs a permanent signing now because of the amount of loan players we've already got so we're going to need to see some of it how much Roland's prepared to give I don't know but like I say if that money just somehow benefits the club not just Roland and and even if that is as I say bringing the asking price down by 5 million which means it's slightly more realistic or 
paying off some of the debt, which means he's prepared to accept a smaller price. Whatever it is, that might help us. Mm. This is a staff and well, public announcement. <laughs> Here we go. Be a planned power outage at eight o'clock this evening. Hey, 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 eight o'clock. Yeah, that's when the show finishes. Right, so we'll finish the show. Uh, probably Please about 10 minutes early just so I can make sure I can take the uh, the audio off the system to put the podcast the out. So we're going to aim for a, a show that's 10 minutes shorter this evening. There's a planned power outage at 8pm this evening. <laughs> oh, this is uh, fascinating listening as we listen Please to the... Uh, the building by 7.45pm. Oh, All right, 7.45 the Okay, so we're going to end the show at 7.40 so we can get out of here. Yeah, I'll get uh, half. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so there you go. Uh, good stuff right so we've talked about players going out there in which case because the show is going to be shorter uh, we're going to have a quick break and move on <laughs> we'll be back in 30 seconds or so Going on a run, Holmes. Holmes still on the ball, heading towards the corner of the penalty area. Gets the ball in the box. Novak with the header! It's a goal! What a goal! Lee Novak! What a superb glancing header from a magnificent Holmes cross. Puts Charlton in the lead. So welcome back to Charlton Live. Like I said, now we we know we're going to be uh, finishing about seven forty, so it's going to be a shorter show this evening. So I'm going to jump straight now into our uh, featured interview this evening. The player, the club's player liaison officer Tracy Leeburn. Uh, she's organising uh, quite a few of us actually to do a uh, a bike race uh, as part of the Prostate Cancer UK uh, cycle from London to Amsterdam this summer. Uh, I think there's about thirty Charlton staff. Uh, former players, supporters, etc., all going uh, on that in the summer. Now, between us, we have to raise, I think, about eighteen grand uh, in order to reach our target. So uh, we're 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 going to be hosting lots of fundraising uh, as the season goes on, uh, as well as asking for sponsorship. And the first bit of fundraising that's coming up is a quiz on a on a Monday night, February the twenty sixth. That's coming up uh, in a few weeks' time. So this is Tracy telling us uh, why we're doing this uh, and how you can get involved. Joining us now on the phone is the club's player liaison officer Tracy Lieber. And Tracy, good evening. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm excellent. Thank you. Right, the reason uh, we're talking this evening is because, of course, uh, this summer, uh, both you and I, along with uh, many other members of staff and uh, former players and, and supporters as well, uh, cycling to Amsterdam as part of the uh, Prostate Cancer UK London to Amsterdam cycle. Um I mean, first of all, I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you'd, uh, you've uh, got so many of us to join up to, to do this event? When we went, um, the last few years, um, there's only been like three or four riders from Charlton, and it's football clubs from all over the UK that participate. And this year, I just really wanted Charlton to be at the forefront as, for, for what we're known as a family club, a great club. 
and to get everybody from fans and staff involved to to be on this ride and um, to represent our club, which which we've 100% done from going from four last year to 30 participants now this year. And we're lucky that there's quite a few um, sort of stars and former players getting involved this year as well. Yep, Scott Minitone is um, is involved. He's going to be doing the bike ride. Gary Nelson, you've got Bob Elder as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be great. And obviously, all the staff from the valley, from the training ground, from the trust, and obviously fans as well. Um, it's going to be totally, totally brilliant. And obviously, there's there's Charlton connections at the charity as well. Gary Haynes, who used to work in the club's media department, works there. Um, and also, I guess for you personally, the the charity has is quite close to your heart. It's very close to my heart. Um, trust me, Louis. I wouldn't be cycling hundreds of miles <laughs> for um, for anything else. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously, my 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 dad passed away from from prostate cancer. Uh, my granddad had um also had it and the likelihood is my brother might get it and um you know it's shocking the, the statistics for men and yeah there is a lot of men that do this bike ride but obviously i have family reasons for doing it as well and that's why i think you know anybody who feels that that they want to do this ride should do it and also you know for me it, it was very emotional when i crossed the line last year um because I knew I was doing it for my dad, and and that's that's, that's the reason for me. Mm. And obviously, all the money we raise uh, throughout the um, uh, all the fundraising for this event will go towards prostate cancer. And uh, one of the uh, the first big fundraising events that we're going to do is coming up on uh, Monday, February the twenty sixth uh, in the evening, uh, based at the Marriott Hotel in Bexley Heath. It's going to be a pub quiz night. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going to go on that evening? Well, yeah, it's going to be an exciting night. Um, we start, um, it's from 7 till 10. And we're just trying to think of an idea to obviously raise money for prostate cancer. And the Marriott Sexy Heath has kindly um, given, given us their function room um, free of charge. So everybody's going to be, all the staff, everybody that's in the, on the bike ride is going to be there working for free to, to help raise money. So the £10 per person will go um, directly to prostate cancer. Um I'm very lucky with obviously my husband um, being able to, to reach out to people as well. So we've got obviously Carl Lieberman, um, Kevin Lisby, the Boulder's coming, he's also doing the ride, um, Gary Nelson, Carl Robinson, Lee Boyer, um, Johnny Jackson, to name but a few. Obviously, Scott Minto is also going to be hosting the night. So, yeah, it's good. It's just, just all of us being together and having fun, and mm. that's what what the idea is raising money for prostate cancer at the same time yeah and obviously it's, it's open to all supporters who want to who want to come down and um you can enter a team of up to 10 people but at the same time if you just wanted to buy a ticket and come on your own then that's possible as well isn't it absolutely like if anyone one person wants to come and they can't you know they haven't got anyone else that wants to come with them then then if you get a ticket we will put you on a table so there's a lot i think there's quite a few people that want to come so, and, but necessarily they can't get a team of, say, five people. So it shouldn't be a problem. Just, you know, obviously if you get the ticket, then we'll arrange for you to be on the table. And it's, um, it's just the idea of everyone coming together and having fun. Hmm. And of course, uh, I notice there's going to be some Charlton rounds as well. So I'm expecting to get some full points in that one. So any Charlton supporters who want to challenge me on that, then, uh, <laughs> then they have to come down because that's my specialist subject. 
right. So everyone's <laughs> going to be on Louis' table then. <laughs> uh, so, so how 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 can fans go about getting getting tickets for this? So it's already online. Um, it's gone live today. Um, they can either go into obviously the football club and they have tickets you can buy there, or it's online. It's on Facebook, Twitter. Um, so you literally can just click on a link and you buy your tickets from there. Excellent. And so uh, obviously. Um, this won't be the only thing that there's, there's going to be planned throughout the season. There's going to be other stuff coming later. But for now, the, the main thing to remember is uh, February uh, the 26th, Monday evening at, at the Marriott Hotel in Bexley Heath, quiz night. Carl Robinson is going to be there. Loads of former players are going to be there. Uh, we're all going to get together, have a laugh and raise some, some money for an important charity. Exactly. That's, that's it. Just have some fun. All together, all the fans, everybody together, um, just having some fun. Excellent to hear from Tracy there. So the the details of the uh, the quiz night Friday the tw- uh, sorry Monday the twenty sixth of February uh, at the Marriott Hotel in Bexley Heath is I think so it's a tenner uh, per team. Charlton Live are going to have probably a full table there. So if you want to take on the might of Charlton Live, yeah, uh, you, you can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said in the interview, I will not be beaten on the Charlton question. No, <laughs> I'm not worried. Nah. Uh, right, um, the, the show is literally going to end in about 10 minutes. So let's jump straight on to the uh, preview for uh, Saturday's trip to Blackpool now. Uh, first of all, we want to hear from Carl Robinson. Uh, although Valley Voice has just said an upcoming planned power outage at the Valley is Roland cutting back on electricity costs as well. That's, that's not for me to say. Uh, Valley Voice, that's not for me to say. <laughs> right, let's hear <laughs> Carl Robinson's uh, going to give us a quick injury update ahead of uh, Saturday's game with, with uh, Blackpool. Do you have any fresh injury warrants ahead of Saturday's game? Uh, one or two that we just feel that may need a bit of a rest this week, but that's not really a massive issue. We've got one player that will be out, <clears throat> but that's that's not too injury, that's too personal concerns. And Blackpool, bit of a notorious pitch up there. I don't know if you've had any uh, reports on the state of their pitch, but I just wonder whether you might have to adapt the way you play to cope with the pitch up there. Yeah, we will. We shouldn't have a work on today. Uh, we will change how we play. Obviously, we can't be as nice as we always want to be. Um, we don't want to get caught in a high press. We don't want to get caught in human error. And we feel if we, we can play high, we've got very quick players in our back line. We feel that we've got an aggressive forward line. Uh, it was very at the attack of mind at this moment in time, full of confidence. But confidence has got to be something that makes you better, not something that makes you sort of relax. And we've got to make sure we go there in a very strong frame of mind. This is going to be a difficult afternoon. All their players will be fully motivated, obviously, for the passing of Jimmy. But it's a, it a difficult week for everyone concerned at Blackpool. Um, I know there's going to be a minute of applause before the game. There's going to be a, a speech as well, read out by I think, a family member. So it's going to be a bit of a touching occasion for, for everybody concerned. But once the whistle goes, that's gone, and that's. But it will give them an impetus. Um, it certainly will, and uh, we've got to make sure that we're ready. Carl Robinson, thank you very much. Coach, for the injuries, you said um, Patrick and Jason might return on Tuesday. Yeah, Pat's traveling. Okay. Yeah, Pierce he probably could, but we'll just put, do we need him? He's going to train now. <coughs> to get another high intensity session in two months after so he'll be back for selection next after 100% yeah and just with Zara you said um, you make a position to include was that in the starting or in the squad I was in the squad he's definitely in the squad so that's the update from, from Carl Robinson uh, as I say apologies that we are going to have to cut, uh, cut the show short despite what Red Chaser says on the forum saying his cash flow that tight that we can't afford a <laughs> shilling for the electricity meter you lads in the studio are flush have a whip around it's not that it turns out they're doing some sort of test uh, but there's people staring through the window so let's have our, our predictions now quickly Tom 4-0 uh, 
Four nil. Two, no. two nils. Oh, I'll put the cashier back out. Back out now. Yeah, excellent. Right. Okay. Uh, so we are going to have to leave uh, before uh, we get locked in. Um, we'll talk about Jimmy Armfield on on the Sunday show as well, so we can do him the the, the proper respect he he deserves. Right. So let's hope it's three points for Charlton uh, on Saturday up at Blackpool. I'm going to have to cut the show now. So we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.